Garage fam, we're back on the road. We're back on the road. Charlotte Roval time is here. All right. Bank of America, Charlotte Roval. No one says all that, though. They just say the Roval. Uh, playoff season, Dale Tanhart is in the building looking like a luminated angel uh, over here. The lighting is good, Dale. Lighting is very good. And we're going to have some good ass picks for the DFS slate this weekend. After we crushed it at Talladega, we had one bad pick, but just one. That one bad pick was very outweighed by the other three picks. Chase called Bubba Wallace. He called uh, Joey Logano. Was that right? Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace. I couldn't remember if it was Brad or Joey because they both ran really well. And I was on both of them. And then Eric Jones, of course, that uh, place differential potential. That's it. That's the new hit song. We'll be on their first album at some point in time when we drop it. It will make history. It's guaranteed. Um, but yeah, it was a great race at Dega. Uh, we uh, yeah finished first overall uh, out of the industry. That's the first time I think that the picks that have been on the video have actually got there because usually those are just like the strategy races, you know, where it's like it doesn't really matter who you pick. It's just about playing the numbers. And so for one to, to have it to where we actually just had the gut more gut boy type shit for Talladega, it's pretty awesome. So it kind of, yeah, no, those picks killed. I mean, I had, uh, I made lineups that, that were centered around those four guys and having William Byron score negative 19.5 points, all my lineups were still in the green because crazy. of all the other picks. It was pretty crazy. So yeah, very, yeah. very, very job, job well done by a garage guy. Let's go. All right, so let's do it again. So this is one of my favorite races uh, on the schedule as well. I'm, I've become way bigger of a road course guy this year, just strictly due to the amount that have been injected into the season. So uh, I'm really excited to get back towards next season so we can watch all those other ones unfold. But this is the last road course race. Uh, this is things are getting into the thick of things. All right, the cutoff races are coming. So. Uh, and I believe that this is actually – this will move us into the round of eight after this race, correct? Right. Uh, Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, William Byron, and Alex Bowman are all outside the cut line. Kevin Harvick's the closest. He could point his way in. Christopher Bell's more of a stretch in that regard. And then Byron and Bowman will have to win if they want to advance to the next round. They are in a must-win situation. Both guys run decent here, so – you know, it's going to be a fun weekend. It's always a, a very exciting cutoff race. Yeah, having those two guys, especially being in, in the Hendrick stable, they're going to be real fast probably, and uh, they're going to want to show no mercy. So could result in some crazy wreckage that can also result in a wild race in general. So having these guys in that situation, if it was anybody else, I'd probably be like, whatever. But because it's these guys with the equipment we know that they possess, that's what makes it spicy. Um, and then Kyle Bush is right there in eighth. So, I mean, one bad run for him and a good run for one of these guys down here on the bottom. And that just puts him right there. And shit. So, so some, some tough areas and tough things to look at. So you got to keep an eye on those as well. And obviously uh, Dale will have his betting cards situated for the weekend. And then we'll all have our bets ready to go for Sunday. But for now, Let's go ahead and start getting ready to construct these lineups. Let's figure out how we're going to do it. I don't think that we can start this show, uh, the first pick of this show, without it being something that probably gets old to talk about, boring, but history shows us that this is the way we should go. 
and I'm not going to deter from that just yet. He's the favorite on all the sports books. Um, he is the son of Bill Elliott, a.k.a. Bill's boy. Okay, it's Chase Elliott, and he is 10-7 on DraftKings. So he's got the big 10-7, not even the most expensive play on DraftKings with A.J. Allmendinger being starting 33rd and being like 11K. Who wants to do that when you can just get the guy that's probably going to win the race, statistically speaking? Um, the guy that's going to win for 10-7. Uh, we all like Chase. I, I think that you're, you're a fan of Chase Elliott here as well. We've seen what he can do. Not much more that we need to pour into it other than our opinion. Yeah, and uh, five road course races this season, four top fives. Uh, really, his only competition has been Kyle Larson. Uh, sneak peek, probably going to be talking about some Larson too. But uh, yeah. two wins, four top fives. He's the road course ace. They, they Hendrick Motorsports and that number nine team give him the best car or the first or second best car every single road course race. He's a two-time defending winner of this race as well, even after he crashed uh, into the – what do they call it? The heartburn turn. Heartburn turn. Heartburn. Yeah. Crashed, fixed his car up, and he still flew right through the field and won. The guy's just a road course ace. He's the guy to beat. Uh, as you said, on DraftKings Sportsbook, I think he's plus 220, which is pretty insane. But with his road course dominance, historical road course dominance – uh, it's just on another level when you compare it to guys like Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart. Um, he's the number one play on the board for, for all those reasons. You don't even have to dig into the stats too much to know. So uh, he's going to be hard to beat when it, when we get down to Sunday. I mean, like I said, I think it's him and Larson. I think it's a good idea to do that Larson-Elliott 1-2 stack like we've seen multiple times this year, and especially on the road courses. So Bill's boy, Chase Elliott the road course ace of, you know, this area of NASCAR. We'll just take course out of it and like road and we'll just call him the race. He is the race at road course races is the race um, around it. So, so you're already talking about Larson. You want to go, just go ahead and introduce him because he's move the next right guy. It. Just move right into it. I love Larson this week in all aspects because the books are going to undermine him a little bit because Chase Elliott's enhanced uh, eyes because of his road course dominance. But if you really look at the numbers, as I'm switching right here, Kyle Larson has had more speed than Chase Elliott on almost every single road course this year, with the exception of Road America. Uh, when Road America, he got spun out by Bowman. He was like a six to eight place car. Elliott was faster there. Uh, Larson was better at the Daytona road course before he wrecked when he was the fastest car on the track. Uh, he was better at Sonoma. He was better at Austin. He was gonna be. He was gonna catch and beat Elliott, but the rains came and it was the the track was flooded, so they called that race early. He was better at the Indianapolis Grand Prix, which shit hit the fan, went crazy, and and obviously we know how that race turned out with uh, AJ Allmendinger. And then Watkins Glen, he was better. Chase Elliott was super fast, had to come all the way from the back, but when he had a chance to reel in Larson, at the end Larson was pulling away. So I absolutely love Kyle Larson. He's been good here in the past, too. He's led a lot of laps at the Roval uh, with Ganassi. So, to me, personally, like, I think as we talked, Chase Elliott is the top play on the board. But personally, in my opinion, I think Kyle Larson is the top play on the board because this is one of those rare weeks where the books and the DFS slate will undermine him because it's all about Chase Elliott. Well, if you look at everything else, you look at all the stats for 2021 – 
I think it's all about Kyle Larson. And on books, he's like plus four to 500, which is really, really good value. Got to have a lot of love for Larson. All right. So we, we said it in, uh, in, in Bristol. We were like, you know, we're never going to see Kyle Larson at like more than plus or, or less than four, uh, plus 400. I don't know. You have to talk about odds backwards if you're new into betting for some reason watching the show. So he is going to be plus 450 right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. And he's right behind Elliot there. So it's like absolutely like you'd be almost an idiot not to have money on Kyle. Um, and, or you would just have to just know that like, okay, he's going to blow a gasket and he's going to fail. You know what I mean? But we don't know those things. And when you look back at the stats, like you were talking about, he led 47 laps first roval. That was back in September of 2018. He ended up finishing 25th. I'm guessing, uh, just the strategy didn't work out, but inability to close was Larson's. I mean, that was his kryptonite. That was the number, the number 42. That shit is obviously off the table now. Yeah, the, the 40, number 42 is gone. Hello, five. Okay, so we'll keep it there. But, yeah, he's ran two races here. Like you said, I think you've pretty much said everything that needs to be said about Kyle. He's just proven what he can do this year. And look, looking at price-wise, you know, you're going to be wanting to have, you know, like one or two guys that are going to be in that really, you know, high-numbered area. So I don't mind going up and spending 10.3K on Kyle. And that's literally what I'm looking at right now. He's starting in P10. Elliot's in P8. I mean, with the speed that they have and with the skill that we know they have, that's really all the place differential you need because you know that one or one or, or the other of those guys are going to be able to get laps led points as well. Because Which is going to be a huge factor because there's not a lot of – there's not like a, a bunch of laps in this race. Right. Um, and it's going to take a minute for them to carve through the field. I could see Denny Hamlin, who's on pole, leading him or Logano, who's starting third. Logano's been pretty strong at road courses all season as well. Uh, they've had good speed, good results most of the time. I could see Logano or Hamlin leading a good chunk of the, the first portion of the race. And then uh, once we get into stage two, uh, Larson and Elliott really getting up there and then taking over that race. So – yeah, that place differential is solid. It's not, you know, it's not That's sexy, a, not but better like, than some. You, you, yeah, like you don't. I mean, you don't. You don't really need a lot of place differential between those two guys. I mean, uh, it's just there. You know, they're going to be there at the end. They've run one, two, so many times this year, and it's just you got to go with what's most likely to happen here. Uh, the the Robo with the with the exception of 2018. Has not been a road course race that's had a lot of attrition, a lot of craziness, a lot of recklessness. It's been pretty reserved in the cup race regarding, you know, a lot of wrecks and, and unpredictability. So I think you really got to go with what's most likely to happen. Honestly, on DraftKings, if you can, I think that you can use like an odds boost. I would just odds boost Chase Elliott, get him right at the range that Larson is and take both of them and just hammer them and you'll probably win. Yeah, shit up. But you know what DraftKings needs for those two guys? Separation differential. If we can get a separation differential points, like because th those guys can pull mean? away. What do you like, mean? Like, just pull away from the field. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Margin yeah. of victory. Yeah. Margin. Right. Of we need car length points. Like, that's what we need right there. How many car lengths ahead? That's pretty complex. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd love that. Maybe we'll talk about it one day when we have a room. Good thing, good thing I'm a scientist. I just got to go buy my lab coat and tell a bunch of people I don't know, and they'll believe me. 
Guaranteed. There you go. There All you right. Go. So that's our first two guys. Um, you know, and we're going to get hungry at some point during this race. Luckily, we have Hooters. Shout out to Hooters, by the way. Right now, if you go over to uh, to, to Hooters.com uh, or you go download the Hooters app, all right, you can save $10 off any order, $30 or more, by using promo code GARAGEGUYS. I keep looking at this shirt just because it's great. I don't, I don't know a lot of people that have the Daytona Beach OG Hooters shirt other than Dale and I. But uh, maybe you could save that $10. He's got shades. All right. You say you save that $10. You go buy you a cool retro Hooters shirt with it or go buy some some cool Hooters shades to go over your makeshift gargoyles. OK, there's. Oh, wait, fine print. Did we do fine print? Oh, yeah. No, fine print, guys. You got to go. Valid, valid participating locations for delivery and carry out orders only. Save yourself some $10. Enhance your race day. Or game day, okay? And speaking of enhancing, look, the Daladega Drive to Survive. We got one more giveaway to enhance your closet, your merch closet, and maybe your belly because a gift card to Hooters is included and these sunglasses and a Hooters racing hat. The final giveaway is between Coleman Cost and Tom Miller, okay? These guys, I think, had David Starr in the Xfinity race, who finished dead last. So wow. make sure you give a shout-out to David Starr when you're thanking Hooters. So one of you two guys is going to win the final drawing for the Hooters prize pack. Here we go. I can't see a damn thing. Tom Miller, congratulations. Miller. It's Miller. It's Miller time. Tom Miller, Tom congratulations. Miller. You have won the final Hooters prize pack drawing. That comes with Hooters shades, a Hooters racing hat, and a Hooters gift card. Congratulations. Let's give a round Shout of applause to the Hooters. Cool. Also, a round of applause to Coleman, who bagged some cash because of David Starr. So, honorable mention there. Deladega was fucking awesome. I'm so happy for all the people that won. Can't wait for Daytona. We're going to do it big. Deltona. Say it right. Say it right. It's well, Deltona. We already called it Deltona. Do we go back to Deltona? Or do it we never go? changes now. It's, it's always Deltona. Hey, it's too early to make that decision. I love Deltona, though. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not going to call it Deltona. We'll figure it out. We'll get that one DJ that does Deltona to come and actually DJ the Deltona. All right. There you we'll go. All right. Well, let's get back to some DFS picks. Uh, next guy we're going to go, we're going to move away from the Chevy camp that we have been high hoisted on for the first two picks. We're moving over to the Fords and go down into the mid-tier uh, price range. Got to talk a little bit about another chase. Seems like chases are big. So big chase energy this weekend. Only one other chase in the Cup Series, and it's Chase Briscoe. He's 7.6K on DraftKings. He's starting in P22. Now, when you look back at Briscoe's tenure in the Xfinity Series, Obviously, we knew that he was decent at the road courses. He had one road course win here, I think, back in 2018. And then he just had some crazy stuff happening as far as strategy goes. The last two races, he didn't finish that great. I think the last one that we watched was literally the first race where they had rain tires. And I was there for that. I was present for that. Got to watch that happen in real time. Where They had, like, the uh, the shopping cart, like the, the roto scooters at the shopping mall. They had those lights on the back. Yeah, they were going about the speed of those things as well. Like I've seen like a 70-year-old at the grocery go faster down an aisle than they did, but they were just mimicking those races at the time, and that's okay. Um, 
But Briscoe, uh, he's already shown this year that, like, road courses is a style for him. You know, he can flex a little bit on those road courses. So, with him being in P22, I like that, uh, you know, that opportunity for him to, to make some moves. Um, I, I would even go as far as saying we could see a top 10 out of Chase Briscoe at this track this year. He's got a little more confidence. It's his first year in the Cup Series. And we all know that SHR may have been a little more laxed on their training for this old car, and they're getting ready for next year. They're putting all their money in development for the new Mustang for 2022. So I think that we see one more little, little hoorah out of Chase Briscoe. Not ready to say he wins the race, but I definitely can see him getting into that top 10 territory. I think he's going to be a great play and a good person to stack up behind Larson and Elliott. Uh, in a lineup for this week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, away from the Chevy camp on to the – really the the bright spot of Stuart Haas's road course program this year. If you look at three uh, the last four road course races, he has three top tens, and the one that wasn't a top ten was Indianapolis where he led 12 laps, was really strong there, had some strategy that – I mean, some lucky strategy that put him in a position to win that race, but the speed in the car was there as it has been for that race and the prior three. Uh, two sixth-place finishes, a ninth place at Watkins Glen, and obviously Indianapolis, he was really strong. The guy's a great road course racer. He excelled at road courses in Xfinity, was able to compete with the likes of A.J. Allmendinger, Austin Sendrick, week in and week out. The Rover race, as you said, for the Xfinity Series last year here was crazy because the rain tires, and I don't remember. I think he got wrecked in that one while running yeah. up front. I think he was leading and, and spun possibly but add money on <laughs> so, yeah, we, we'll throw that we'll throw that out uh, because it's xfinity and because of that was just a crazy fucking race but yeah no i mean the, the stewart haas has been really really disappointing this year and uh, on road courses they're not kevin harvick's cup of tea they're not eric Almarola's cup of tea and they're not cole custer's cup of tea they are chase briscoe's i mean that that's his he is a driver's man he's a driver's driver he's a man's man that's what i was trying to say yeah. And he's a good road racer. He's won in the Xfinity Series on road courses. And the speed is there. The car is there. The driver's there. Um, I would be surprised if, Chase, if Briscoe didn't run top 15 this weekend. That's why we love him. That's why we love old, old Chasey B. And shout out to him. He got a new, he's a new dad. He's a new dad. Yeah, that's a great story with the, the, the fertility issues that him and his, his wife had for a while. Yeah. That's fucking awesome news, man. They're, they're so stoked. So. Yeah, it's not the only heartwarming. I don't think he's. I know that that you know uh, Kyle Bush and Samantha can relate to the same stuff. But as a dad, I will say that once you have you know your first child, I mean, when it comes to you being in a competitive deal, like I remember I was in sales whenever I had Emory, and I closed like like at least fifteen like deals like the next week. It was just that dad energy was strong. You know, so maybe maybe Chase will Chase will have a little bit of that now moving into the Roval. And all the energy comes out at, at his playground, Roval playground. So. Entirely, entirely possible. Entirely yeah. possible. We love it. All right, so that's that. Make sure you have him lined up. And then this last one, um, this one was one that, that I had kind of glanced over last night. And then Dale jumped in and was like, kind of like this one. And it actually fits really well. So when you're digging down the bottom of the barrel, when you've got five guys in your line, you're looking for that sixth one, and you're sitting there and you're having a look amongst the uh, the scrubs of the uh, the racing world on the uh, on the, the money chart, 
All right, the scrubs as we call them. Not necessarily saying they're scrubs as human beings, but money-wise, DraftKings definitely looks at these guys a little different. There was one guy down here. There's a couple of guys down here that actually are kind of like maybe, maybe not kind of territory, but in the six, five range or whatever, five thousand, six thousand dollar range. One guy stood out the most starting in P31, Ryan Priest at 6K flat. Now, you brought up to me about Ryan, how he's, uh, he's shown that, that he can make a little bit of movement at these races. And with him being back there, I mean, he's going to be around the Dingers starting area, which would be P33. Who's to say he doesn't just get right by on AJ and just ride the train to the top? Yeah, you know, um, uh, this could be – I think some people might disagree with this and think it's somewhat of a stretch, but I really think – AJ Allmendinger being with the Doherty program for so long actually helped them a lot. Uh, obviously, AJ was a road course ace. He won at Watkins Glen in 2014 and always was, was a strong contender to win or run top five at the road courses up until he left in 2018. But uh, Ryan Priest in the number 37, two starts of the Roval, 21st and 14th. Uh, this season, if you exclude Road America where he blew an engine, which is just one of those bad luck deals. Blew an engine super early in that race. If you exclude that race, he has an average finish of 21.6, I believe. So, I mean, just right there is enough. If he's starting P31 and he runs 20th, 21st, 22nd, he's already a super valuable punt play right there because he's starting 31st. He's only $6,000. It's going to be tough finding somebody in that range with him. Uh, Corey LaJoy's, I think, starting a little too high. Bubba Wallace doesn't have the road course results. Uh, Priest, man, I think he's a sneaky option as a, as a really good punt play. And the statistics back it up. Uh, he's been top 28 in every road course race this season, except for that blown engine at Road America. And that includes a top 10 at the Daytona road course. So I think pre and actually, I'm wrong about that. He finished 35th at, uh, I think that was at Austin. He finished 35th somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no, he finished 35th at uh, Indy, which was a shit show. I think okay. he was involved in one of those massive wrecks. But even with that 35th place uh, finish included in that average, when excluding Road America, average of 21.6. So, yeah, he finished 14th in October here last year. So he started 18th. He only moved up four spots. But anytime I see Priest like way into the back, I'm like, okay, and plus people are forgetting. He doesn't have a ride next year. If he's got some skill at these type of tracks, he's going to do everything he can to show out and say, hey, look at me, look what, what I'm doing. I deserve to be here in these areas. I mean, he led eight laps. You know, I don't know if that was during pits or whatever, probably, more than likely. That's okay. But, uh, you know, he had to get up there and strut a little bit. So, yeah, yeah and and it was telling. He When he wrecked, um, that final caution at Talladega. I mean, he he brought it up in his interview, his post race interview. He was like, he just he you can just tell he's got that chip on his shoulder. He he's trying to prove that he belongs. And he said, no matter he literally said like, maybe not literally, but close to the quote, he said, uh, no matter what I drive, I, I I can win races. He like he brought that up in some part of his interview, and I thought that was interesting. He's at that point where you know there's a, only a handful of races left in the season, and he knows it could be for his career, for his cup career. So he's at, he's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot to prove here in these next few weeks to try to accumulate some top 15s, top 10s to show out and 
and prove to team owners that he can get the job done. Absolutely. No, I love it. And so, yeah, that's our guys. That's the four people we have. Don't forget it. Um, again, just to run back over them, Chase Elliott, 10-7, Larson, 10-3, Briscoe, 7-6, and Priest, 6-K. All right, so that's a show. Shout out to Mr. Miller for winning the Hooters Prize Pack. For everyone that played in Deladega, Drive to Survive, we appreciate it. And uh, other than that, yep, double shades. Uh, get ready for some uh, some foosball. Whenever you see this, I, I want everybody who sees this, if you participated in anything Hooters related this weekend, whether or not it was the Deladega Drive to Survive or our Hooters Tail Greeter Garage Guys Dega Party, I want you to just thank Hooters. I want you to just go on Twitter and just say, fucking thank you, Hooters. You don't have to say fucking, but just say thank you because they fucking kill it this weekend. Yeah, they so, did. Yeah, we're doing, we're going to do double shades. I can't see a damn thing, but. Yeah, Hooters is the shit, man. Thank we them. Love them. Every week, week in and week out, just just the support for the garage guys is, is unmatched. Greatest partner in the universe. Okay. Hands down guaranteed. Takeout delivery. Just one more time. $10 off any order, $30 or more using promo code Garage Guys on the Hooters app, Hooters.com. Do it. Just do it. Valid participating locations for delivery or carryout orders only. I fine print, I fine printed it. Signed, sealed, delivered. It's the garage, guys. 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 It's the garage, guys.